I have lost about $20,000 today in the stock market. In one day. Okay, not lost. It's gone down. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry. What the heck is going on? It's not lost, man. It's not lost. So first of all, stay cool, stay calm. It ain't lost. It's just on paper. It's just on paper. But it's, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a huge hit to take in one day for sure. 20K down. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's been two days of like not good days for the stock market, but it's also, I don't know, it feels like, I don't, you would know better than I do, but it feels like things are just way too expensive in general and with stocks that like, I'm kind of just waiting for the, the dip. So that I'm kind of like yeah. relieved now, like it's happening. You know, I don't know why, even though I'm losing. <laughs> so I used to be, I think I was up on, on, Tesla, I was up like 47% or something like that at one point. <laughs> now it's at 15, 15%. Oh, yeah, oh. Tesla's, Tesla's like one of the main one that's like leading the fall, which is, I, you know, if, if you want to be a Tesla buyer, it's like, hey, that's pretty attractive now. But yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because I had just put out like my uh, past two most recent videos were like kind of about how the stock market was overvalued. So it's like, hey, that was I told you so. pretty good timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because like I've read so many books about investing and stuff and like I have only really gotten, gotten into it in the past like year or two. But it's still so, like, the brain naturally thinks when the stocks are going up, like, I should buy. And then as soon as they start going down, you're like, I need to sell or, like, <laughs> I should not be buying right now. But it's the opposite, right? Like, when, you know, well, I'm, I'm investing for the long term. I don't know about you, but, like, uh, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, wait, this is, this is a discount right now. Like, maybe I should start buying right now, you know? Yeah, it's funny how like you buy something and you think this is a great company. Like I love them. I love their product, like all this stuff. But then if their price goes down, then your brain starts thinking, is there something wrong actually with this company? Like, <laughs> is their product maybe not good? But it's like, no, it's, it's just the price. Like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah, you have to keep reminding yourself that it's not like, okay, we could talk about Bitcoin or something like that, but like it's <laughs> it's a company that you're owning a piece of and like yeah. that company is still doing its thing. And I think as long as you choose right or just go with index funds, like over the long term, it's probably going to do pretty well. So just like, just chill even when it's going down. Yeah. But I think we're getting, a, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I was just <laughs> excited to tell you about my losses. I know, I know. <laughs> I think we should maybe introduce ourselves for the people that don't know. Um, yeah. You are Steve. I am Maddie. Who are you, Steve? I am Steve. And Steve is a kind of new new guy on the financial scene on uh, YouTube, I guess. A new content creator, as I guess they're called. Uh, I got a YouTube channel uh, called Cash College where I basically try and you know, teach people um, basically the financial stuff that they missed in school, essentially, because I felt like, you know, going through life, there's not really any point in time where you're taught good financial like habits, personal finance, all that stuff, investing. So I wanted to create a place where people could learn about that in a really easy uh, to understand and fun way to understand as well. So started creating YouTube videos about that. And yeah, it's been going great. Wait, you're you're being modest. You're starting to like 
pop off a little bit. How many subs? <laughs> I, I've got to look it up right now. How many subs do you have now? You're, you're, uh, you're doing well. 35,000. Okay, everybody go sub, subscribe to Cash College right now. He's got 34,900 <laughs> subs. But I, I met you, when did we meet? Like about a year ago-ish? Yeah, yeah. I think right, well, pretty much right before uh, Corona came is when we met, yeah, I think. right before. Right before. And I remember, I remember, I, I think I was looking up stuff about index funds or Questrade or something like that. And, and then your videos started getting suggested to me. And I saw your channel. I was like, man, this is really good. And I thought that you were... Uh, a filmmaker who knew something about money and you're like, oh, I'll make a money channel. But actually you're like a money guy, somebody who knows finances really well. And you just like happen to be somehow really good at filmmaking stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I had been like, I had been just kind of dabbling as like a hobby and like filmmaking and stuff like that for a long time. And I really, really enjoyed it. So I kind of combined like that love for filmmaking with like the knowledge of personal finance and just put those two things together and that's what kind of formed cash college so yeah it came together in a really cool way yeah you like when i when i found your channel i was like this guy in a year or two will be one of the big finance channels 100 <laughs> percent, and you're already like on that trajectory of like starting to grow pretty fast so it's it's fun to watch yeah. um and then for those of you who don't know who i am uh i'm maddie hapoya i'm a filmmaker YouTuber. Isn't it weird to call yourself a YouTuber? Yeah. Or a like content creator? I'm yeah. Definitely not like influencer. Everybody's always like, oh, I don't want to be called it. And like for some yeah. reason, it just feels yucky. It's weird when you get like um, application, like whatever kind of forms these days. Like I had to fill one out for a new investment account. And it's like job title and like job category. And I was looking through them. I'm like, uh, I don't find anything in here that like describes what I do really. Where's Where's YouTuber? Yeah, where's YouTuber? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, I have like a million something subscribers now. Recently passed a million. That was like a massive, massive um, achievement for me. Yeah. Um, even though I feel like a hundred thousand. Once you hit a hundred thousand, that's when it's like, holy crap! Like this could be my thing. Like this is actually happening. So I feel like a hundred thousand in a way still felt bigger than one mil, but definitely nice. Uh, I, I was pumped about it. Uh, also a dad of two kids and that keeps my life pretty insane right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you balance all that. That's crazy. I, it's funny. I always laugh at people who are like, you know, whether they're single or married but don't have kids and they're like, oh, I'm so busy. I have like no time to do anything. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like you have so much time that you get to decide what to do with that time. For me, it's literally like, uh, don't get me wrong. I love my kids. I love being with my family. But it's, you know, you do your work and then you go home and it's kids stuff. Like it's not your time. It's now, you know, you're playing with the kids. You got to take them outside, take them sledding or whatever. And then, and then you spend your time, you know, like changing diapers and putting them in bed. And then you have like maybe a half an hour, hour of like actual free time. And then what happens is for me, I just stay up later and then I'm tired. <laughs> it's like you're, you want that free time to yourself so bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, once they get a little bit older, then it, then I guess it comes back, you know, once you can finally like ship them off out of the house and stuff like that. I know that ever since like, you know, I moved out of the out of my house and all that stuff. My my parents have been like, whew, 
Like, glad, glad all that's over. <laughs> we can finally <laughs> chill out of it now. I think it's it's one of those things that like you will realize later just how rewarding it is to have kids. I don't know what 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 is this a parenting podcast? This is not a parenting yeah. podcast, but man, like definitely you learn so much through kids. What is this podcast about? Are, have, we haven't even really discussed what this podcast is about. So I want to hear point, your version first. Yeah, at this point, I guess it's about life. It's about life, man. <laughs> parenting, <about> kids. investing, <laughs> YouTubing. <laughs> It's, it's about, about how life. much money I'm losing on the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think this would be a great way to kind of have just like a fun, casual discussion between, you know, somebody who uh, is in like the, the creative space and like really in the creative space like you are. But you also have a really good grasp of like personal finance too, you know, even though you lost 20K today, like, <laughs> you know, you still have like a pretty good idea what, what you're kind of doing there. And then um, I'm you know, still I, up. I'm still up. Yeah, Steve. Still, I haven't lost money. <laughs> it's just a down day. Yeah, you're still up. You're still up. And then um, I have like a pretty good foothold in the personal finance world, but I also do understand like the creative side of things too, because I've been, you know, doing a little bit of the filmmaking stuff as well. So combining those two worlds, I think, is going to be really cool. And a lot of people find that really interesting. Yeah, we like we called it creator coin because we want to talk about the creator world, the creator economics, but also just finances and money. I feel like, like you said, a lot of people just, they've never been really taught when they're growing up how money works and how you should use it and how it can actually be really beneficial to you if you use it right. Um, so I think that's like, you know, we get to explore pretty much anything to do with money and creators and all this stuff. And it's also the creator world is such a wild, wild west right now. Like yeah. it's still so early days that everybody's just kind of like figuring out what's happening. Like, oh, affiliate links. Oh, this thing, brand <laughs> deals, like NFTs. Like what the heck are <laughs> NFTs? Like, I feel like you need to do some research and teach us about NFTs because somehow Logan Paul, I think, made like $3 million or something like yeah. that selling NFTs tea cart i don't even know what's going on i yeah i like when i research something like on my on my laptop right now i have so many like tabs open of just like articles i need to read and i have a couple open for like nfts in the metaverse of like digital assets and it's all this new crazy world that i just can't wait to like dive into and understand so we can definitely talk about that in the future for sure it's nice to have like a license to go and research this stuff for this podcast, just so yeah. we can, you know, like, it's 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 research. Uh, it's important stuff for the podcast. But I think I think we're maybe also like I, I definitely, you know, I I think we both do have a good understanding of how we can monetize or and the potential in monetizing something like an audience on YouTube. Like YouTube is so strong, and I think a lot of people don't have that understanding, especially a lot of the YouTubers, they're really creative people. And I find at least that creative people aren't necessarily business minded. They might Mm. be super good at the creative side and what they do, but then they're not so good at the business side of things. And so they lose out a ton. And so whenever I meet other content creators, I'm like, are you doing this thing? They're like, no, I don't know. I'm like, oh, you like, (laughs) please start doing it. Like, you know, this could be like huge for you. And when I started doing YouTube, 
um, so I come from like the freelancing filmmaking world, you know, uh, at the, at the end of my freelance career, I was starting to shoot for bigger companies like Nike and stuff. And like, I was making pretty good money, but within the first year of doing YouTube, I was already making more money doing YouTube than shooting for Nike. And that's when I was just like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a side project. <laughs> and then within, within the first year, I was like, no, this is, this is the main thing. Like, this is way bigger than I could have ever imagined. I, th I just thought it was going to be like, you know, a little bit of passive income on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the crazy thing is I feel like a lot of creatives are also some of the hardest working people in the world, you know, like 100%. They, they work incredibly hard at what they do. So it's only fair that they find a way to like be fairly compensated for that, like incredible work that they do. And I think the incredible thing about YouTube and other social media platforms is you take yourself from a scale of one to a scale of essentially infinite, right? Like however many people want to see what you do, listen to what you have to say, you can scale yourself like across vast amounts of, you know, people in a way that I think most other kind of paths don't allow you to do. I think that's one of the coolest things nowadays is literally you can be into anything, anything from like filmmaking to finances to like Pokemon cards. And if you're really passionate about that and you're, you're knowledgeable or you're really into it, you can make a living off of whatever it is. Like there's dudes that are like building cabins in the middle of the forest of nowhere <laughs> And like they're getting millions of views because it's so fascinating watching these people kind of like live out their passion. You know, like 10, 20, 30 years ago, if you're like a ballet dancer, how do you make money? Like you yeah. either have to be a legit ballet dancer and like work your way up till you're doing like shows or whatever performances and getting paid for that, which is probably super highly contested. Or you have to like teach a ballet class, but that's basically all you had. Now you can like, oh, I want to make like you know a, a TikTok account and like you know, like, or I want to I want to teach ballet through YouTube. And now all of a sudden you can be teaching millions of kids instead yeah. of just those like fifteen in your small town. You know, I think it's so awesome. Like the, yeah. the potential in that, and it's also completely like breaking down old business models too, right? Like I think of kind of me. Um, somebody who was on a path to become like a traditional financial advisor at one point. Like, you know, I had done a bunch of like my exams I needed to do to do that. Like I was, I was headed down that route, but then for kind of like personal reasons, I decided that wasn't the right route for me. But with something like YouTube, you can kind of share financial insights and stuff like that information, help people out. And they don't have to, like, they don't have to pay anything to access that. They just have to go onto YouTube, watch one of your videos. And instead of you having a one-on-one -on -one meeting with somebody, you can kind of simulate that one-on-one -on -one meeting with, like, hundreds, thousands, millions of people. So it's like it completely destroys that old, like, traditional business model of, like, what, a, I guess, a financial advisor would traditionally be, right? So it just opens up possibilities like crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like the democratization of of pretty much any area, Anything. any industry. You yeah. know, like you no longer have to work for the big guys. Now, all of a sudden, if you have you know like a big finance channel like uh, Graham Stephan or somebody, you got millions of followers, millions of subscribers. 
you're kind of on the same level, if not maybe even above in some ways of like the big guys who used to control everything and you had to work for those big guys and like you had to, you know, work day and night for them to do what they wanted. Now all of a sudden you're kind of brought to like the same level as them. I think that's really interesting. And it's literally just a dude in his, I think it's his garage that he films in with just like... It's incredible. And that's just all it is. And he's affecting the lives of millions of people. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, and it's... yeah, it, Literally, he is changing like millions of people's oh, lives. Yeah. I, I, I like channels like uh, Graham Stephan, for example, where... Like, he knows how to play the YouTube game really well. Like, yeah. you look at his titles and thumbnails and, like, <laughs> he knows what he's doing and, like, he gets you with that that clickbait. But it's the good kind of clickbait because you click on it and you watch it and you're like, okay, it's not it's not snake oil, you know? Yeah. It's not scammy. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, like, okay, I, I learned something, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I The more I more I see what's happening in the creator world, the more I just want to, like, everybody I talk to, I'm like, Hey, you should start a YouTube channel. <laughs> you know, you should you know, you should start making some content online. Like yeah. there could be like so many possibilities for you online right now. Yeah, I think I've I'm I'm think I'm kind of rubbing off on uh, Justine. That's my my girlfriend. Uh, people who watch Cash College will you know know her. That she's made a couple of appearances and stuff like that. But um, I think she's kind of thinking about potentially like starting something like that in the future. Just because, like we said, like it kind of democratizes almost all paths, industries, all that stuff, and just opens up opportunities for you. Even if it's not something that you want to do full-time and devote your life to, even part-time, it can be extremely beneficial to do it like that as well. Yeah, and I always say, like, even if the even if you don't become a full-time YouTuber, TikToker, Instagram, or whatever, the skills you learn, mm-hmm. A, about your your niche, the thing that you're passionate about, you learn way more about that, but also you'll learn, you know, some photography skills, taking thumbnails, some video ed- editing skills or, or filming skills. And like all those things are also crazy valuable. And so like maybe you don't start a, you know, don't make a full-time YouTube channel, but then you take those things and you start working for somebody else. And now you're, you have this skill set that a lot of other people don't have and a lot of people want right now. So I, th- I think it's like a win-win, even if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to turn out or you thought it was going to turn out, you still win in the end. Yeah, like I can honestly say for like, so I've been doing YouTube for a little bit over a year now and it's by far been like the the hardest thing that I think I've ever done in my life, but also the most rewarding because like, the like personal growth I've experienced in that short period of time is like probably like 10 years just compressed into that like one year like I feel like I've learned and just grown so much as like a person throughout that whole process that's one of the biggest things I realized I used to look at you know like the Kardashians for example and and I used to think like wow they really do nothing and they make that (laughs) much money you know that used to be my like my stance on people like that and then now doing YouTube, I'm like, holy crap, it's a lot of work. Like yeah. anybody that's, you know, big on social media or big in the mainstream, you know, media, anybody that's that has that attention is most lo- likely working crazy hours to oh, make yeah. that happen. It does not happen by just getting lucky or just by sitting around. You need to work hard. And like, 
yeah, I make more money doing YouTube than I did freelancing for the filmmaking companies and agencies and stuff. But I also work way more because it's an infinite amount of work. There's never a, a week where you're like, man, I got everything done, eh? Like there's, <laughs> there's always, there's always like, oh, I could have made a TikTok or I could have posted on Instagram or I could have worked on the next video for YouTube. There's an infinite amount of work. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, normal jobs you have, you're like 40 hours, you clock out and you know that, you know, you're probably like, you're done. You know, you're done after yeah. that. In the creative fields, technically it's never ever done because there's, yeah, there's always that next thing you could do. There's always that more research you could do that ne like it never ends. So it's definitely important, I think, to like set limits for yourself and like divide your time up purposefully so that you don't spend all of your time focusing on it because think you can go a little bit crazy doing that and that's one of the things that I'm kind of learning how to navigate <laughs> like in my first year of this because it's such a big lifestyle shift from like traditional job to this that managing your time is really really important so yeah that's something that I'm still figuring out and working on for sure. Yeah we haven't even mentioned you recently went full-time YouTube congratulations yeah that's incredible yeah but I feel like we need to save that for the next episode probably I think, that's, I that's think a we'll whole talk story. about that in the yeah. next one yeah <laughs> all right uh let's cut it here we will see you guys in the next episode all right later <laughs>